Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Don. The most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. You should be your competition's huge problem. This is the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast with Steve Cypress and Everett Fornell. Welcome to another episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, the official July 4th podcast. It's the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, July 4th special. What would July 4th be without the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast? I don't think the holiday ever existed before the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. I think it won't exist after the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. It is, in fact, the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, July 4th extravaganza. Speaking of which, I have with me the absolute extravaganza of podcasting co-host. It's Mr. Everett Farnell. Happy, happy, happy July 4th to everybody. It's our Independence Day. It's the day that we say that the lessons that we learned from Donald Trump, the lessons that we learned on the podcast have made us free, have made us independent has given us the life that we wanted to live and the freedom that we wanted to have. And it's all down to this podcast. And once this podcast is gone, the celebration will be gone because it's the Everett and Steve or Steve and Everett Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast, 4th of July extravaganza. I think I remember reading about that back in grade school that George Washington said, and I hereby proclaim today in honor of Stephen Everett and the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast. <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> right after he cut down the cherry tree. I'm sure, he, I'm sure he did. I'm sure that was part of Trump's speech where he went through the entire history of America. But okay, dear listener, as usual, we <laughs> jest at the beginning, but what we're talking about here is the fact that somehow, some way, miraculously, this guy Donald Trump has made an entire career of being a master of slapping his name on everything. I mean, there's Trump Tower, Trump National Golf Course, Trump Water, Trump Ice, Trump Steaks, Trump Apparel, Trump this, Trump, Trump that, Trump Airlines, Trump he had it, Trump everything. Now he has the Trumps, and I already forget what it was called, and I know you salute just looked it up. Salute to America. Everett. Salute Trump, salute to America. It's not the salute to America. It's not America. It's not sal- America's celebration. It's Trump's salute to America. And I'm like, everywhere that I saw this being promoted and mischaracterized for days before it happened, ever since he announced it, by the anti-Trumpers, pro-Trumpers, it didn't matter where I looked, it was always branded to Trump. Always. So the anti-Trumpers were always saying, like, this event is going to suck, and therefore we're calling it Trump's stupid thing. It's Trump's salute (laughs) to America. And then the pro-Trumpers are like, isn't this great? Trump is going to celebrate America. We're calling it Trump's salute to America. And I'm like, holy crap, this guy is a genius master of everything is called Trump's something. Something tells me that long before anyone ever heard of this guy, July 4th existed, and long after he's gone, July 4th existed. But for this year, at least, and maybe next year, it's Trump's salute to America. Now, 
here's my point, Everett. I know that there's other politicians, there's local politicians that are mayors of cities or governors of states that have events all the time, even on the holidays, but they, I don't know of any that's called Governor Cuomo's whatever, when it's a July 4th something or Memorial Day something or a New Year's something. I mean, it, I said this, I was out to dinner with some neighbors last night, and I said, do you understand this thing is called, everyone's calling it Trump's whatever, and I couldn't remember the name of it, and I wasn't near a computer. I'm like, it's called Trump's something or other, and they were like, well, but uh, John F. Kennedy did it too. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not talking about the tanks are rolling and whatever, that, and besides, that was an inauguration. Of course, Kennedy's inauguration is called Kennedy's inauguration. I'm talking about <laughs> if Kennedy came out and gave a speech on July 4th, it was not called Kennedy's July 4th celebration. But Trump, everything is miraculously, ingeniously branded to Trump. How does he do that, Everett? Well, one wonders if when he was four years old, he didn't have Trump's sandbox. The biggest, the best sandbox, the most amazing sandbox, with the best sand. It's the best sand that you can ever use. It's wet when it needs to be wet, and it's dry when it needs to be dry. It doesn't even stick to you. You can go, you can dig around in the sandbox, you get off, brush yourself, and the sand's gone. There's no need for a bath, there's no need for a shower, you're perfectly fine. It's just the most amazing And you can't play in my sandbox, it's my sandbox. In your entire life, it's Trump's sandbox. And this is Trump's sandbox. It's bigger. It's better than any sandbox. One wonders if he wasn't branding things as a four-year-old. I mean, it's just, it's, it's stunning. I, I mean, the guy has, let's be honest, he is blessed with a great name for branding. Trump is a wonderful name for branding, but it's not. Well, and I don't know if everyone Trump knows, does. but it's also a, the family changed its name from whatever sure. spelling it yeah. had to, to a great yeah. name, Trump. So, so much that, by the way, I do have father, a friend who has a business I won't give the exact name for his own privacy, but with the word Trump in it, and he actually sued Trump over trademark infringement back when Trump was running for president, and he was emailing me, messing me all the time. I got him. We got him. We got him. He's going to have to do a deposition. We got him. And I'm like, dude, I yeah, hate to break it happened. to you, but stop getting your hopes up that Trump is going to come off the campaign trail because of your ridiculous lawsuit. He lives with thousands of lawsuits a day. He doesn't give a crap. <laughs> oh, no, but we got him. Because, and here was it was something about his argument is oh no he doesn't really he's not really involved with that so you can't he doesn't have to personally do a deposition he's sending one of his lawyers instead of, and they go we got him because see the trademark law says something like if he's not personally involved with it then he loses the right to the trademark so we got him we got him we gotta go look you don't got him He's not showing up, and he'll settle and give you some, oh, we're not going to settle because we're going to win. Obviously, I mean, I could just tell you the end of the story. Yeah. A few months later, it was like, yep, we settled. He gave us some piddling little amount of money and whatever. I'm like, yeah, we'll join the club. <laughs> I mean, that's 99% of the world of, in business has sued Trump and gotten a million bucks, and meanwhile, he made another $20 million. But <laughs> everything branded to Trump, and you're right, that word Trump is a general word that has a great meaning, at least my mom being a what was it called? A life master in bridge. And it has a meaning in bridge, a trump card in yeah. cards. Like bridge this can mean a, a crappy little card, if it's the right suit, can trump your ace and overcome everything. And so it is a great overcoming, powerful name to brand things to. So you're right on that point. So not everybody can do that. So how does this apply to our listeners who are sitting there going like, my name is, you know, uh, you know, Jones. McGillicuddy. How the heck can, am I? <laughs> yeah, McGillicuddy. I got McGillicuddy's plumbing. How am I supposed to go out there and like, what's the big deal if I brand McGillicuddy's plumbing? Doesn't sound powerful. 
Well, here's the thing. You don't have to brand to your last name. You can personally brand whatever you want to personally brand with whatever name you want to stick on it. So you said McGillicuddy's Plumbing. But well, you did, but plumbing, I liked it, so I repeated it. Yeah, McGillicuddy's Plumbing can have the it's done right or it's free guarantee. Or right, we're, we're the McGillicuddy's one-hour guarantee. guarantee. Yeah, whatever the deal is. Well, and that's it. I mean, you're hesitating, but that's it. That's how simple it is. That's the lesson learned this week from Donald Trump, that no matter what you have, brand it to you. Even something as innocuous as we have a guarantee, if it's not done right, we come out and redo. Well, every every plumber in my town does that, and every heating and air guy does that. Well, right, but you put your name on it. So does everyone around the country. There's plenty of parades and salute to the troops and whatever he called it. And Every president has done that. Everyone can do that. But now he's branded it to his name. And sure enough, everywhere I went to on any TV station, whatever, on the bottom of the screen, they were always Trump's whatever. Trump's salute to something. Trump's getting funding for the Trump's this is half Trump's what I'm like, damn, don't you want your name all over the place? It's McGillicuddy's famous guarantee. McGillicuddy's exactly. pledge. Exactly. And, I mean, we had the... McGillicuddy's special pay-as-you-go. McGillicuddy, whatever it is that you do, just slap your name on it. We had the RJG, the critters are gone or it's free guarantee in the animal business. Whatever it is, you slap a name on it. But here's the brilliance of it. I want to touch on something that you said because... You said, well, everybody in town does that. Okay, but not everybody in town knows that all your competitors do that. So, I don't know, 100 years ago, maybe more, there was a great ad for a printer. They ran an ad that said, we use real ink. We get the brightest blues and the most radiant reds and the most gorgeous greens. And all the competitors immediately are up in arms over, like, so does everybody. What a meaningless, stupid thing to say. All the competitors said, well, that's just stupid. Everybody uses real ink. But the problem is for the competitors and the good thing for the the print shop running the ad is that not everybody in town who bought printing knew that all the other printers use real ink. Right. So that's the thing. Coors Light. Was it Hopkins with Coors Light? Or was it? I don't remember, but it was something about having. It was either Hopkins or or Ogilvy. I think it was Ogilvy with Coors Light and Hopkins with Schlitz. Schlitz was. Well, Claude Hopkins, yeah. He got the tour around the Schlitz factory famously, and they showed him washing the bottles that get returned. And he was like, that's it. That's the ad. And they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Every beer maker washes the bottles three times. He's like, yeah, but nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. Same thing with Coors, the way they brew Coors. They found it was the same process that everybody went through, but it's, oh, but nobody knows that that's the Well, and probably most famously, Lucky Strike went from being just an all-go-round cigarette to the number one brand in America with the phrase, it's toasted. And well, every tobacco tobacco, cigarette tobacco is toasted, but the smokers didn't know that, so they did a whole campaign about it's toasted, and that's what gives it its flavor and a blah, 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 and they actually went to the number one cigarette. I mean, they did some other things, too, but that was ingenious. So these are just a few examples, dear listeners, what we're saying. In your little town, hopefully you're doing the same thing, and you're right now listening going, yeah, I'm doing that. Thanks for just backing up what I'm doing, but I noticed all that stuff, too, and in my town, I'm known for the McGillicuddy one-hour guarantee or the McGillicuddy we do it right or it's free guarantee or whatever and start branding everything to your name. 
Exactly. And the point is to brand it and to brand it, even if everybody else is doing it, even if it's the same guarantee everybody else gives, even if it's the same process that everybody else gives, even if it's the same, whatever it is, you slap a name on it and you make a big deal out of it in your marketing. You make a big deal out of it in your presentations when you go out to talk to people. Look, Joe Homeowner doesn't know anything about plumbing. So when you come out and you say, listen, every single client that we work with, it's the 10 steps. McGillicuddy plumbing check to make sure or air conditioning check or electrical check to make or sure auto repair check or whatever it is or your whatever is working the correct way and is working etc 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 yes everybody checks it you take your car into the shop and they I mean they'll change okay great while they're doing the oil change they check the air filter they check the wipers they check the wiper fluids they check the tire pressure they want to make sure that the tires aren't fucked they check your brakes because they might need some new brakes they check all that stuff Every single time you take your car into the shop, it gets checked stem to stern because they want to try and sell you some more stuff about it. But that's what Joe Driver thinks when he comes in is, I'm going to go in here and they're going to look at everything and they're going to try to sell me some crap. But if it's the McGillicuddy 12-point safety check to make sure that you and your family are 100% safe when you pull out of our garage, now you're doing them a favor. They're looking forward to the 12-point check instead of looking forward to, uh, I just need an oil change. I don't want to hear about my brakes. But now it's, you know what, let's go get the oil change because not only do we get the oil change, we get the McGillicuddy 12-point check to make sure that the car's safe. And if there's anything wrong with the car, then we'll know about it and we'll know we can get it fixed. When you start telling people, explaining what you do and branding it like that, it takes negatives, it turns them into positives, it elevates your status in the community. People assume it's a big deal because nobody else does it when in reality everybody else might do it, but they just don't know about it. Right. And then there's one more super important thing that's actually something you need to watch out for and not do when you're using this strategy. And we've saved that for our advanced tip of the week. So go ahead and do that. But you also want to go get the advanced tip so you actually don't make this mistake when you do it. It's advanced. And that's why, as always, we've saved it for the best part of the lessons learned from Donald Trump podcast, which is the advanced tip of the week. And as always, to get that, you just head right over to Lessons Learned from DonaldTrump.com, get your advanced tip of the week, then get back here next week for the next episode of the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure to go listen to the rest of the episodes and get our advanced tip of the week by going to Lessons Learned from DonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser. Some people do. Trust me.